0: You are here to change the world. The time is now, the journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello everybody. And welcome back to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I, of course, am Holly Marie, your host as usual, but I am super, super excited to bring you an extra special guest today. Uh, this guest is a beautiful friend of mine. She and I have many a conversation from our opposite sides of the world about business, about being a manifester, about life. And I just am thrilled to bring you her energy and bring you her insights. So welcome to the beautiful Ian Ionegro. She is the creator and owner of The Aura Market, which you may have heard of, and The Grey News. Welcome, Ravina.
1: Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk.
0: Yay, me too, me too. <clears throat> so can you let the listeners out there know what's your human design, what's your design, your specifics, and how did you kind of fall into the journey of human design? How did it find you?
1: Uh, I'm a two-force splenic manifester, so I love to be left alone <laughs> <laughs> to do my thing. I came across human design... Um, so another other another part of that, not just human design, but in astrology, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart. So I'm always seeking knowledge and learning. And so it was inevitable, I think, for me to find human design. I was, I think, part of Lacey Phillips manifestation Facebook group and her membership and people were talking about it. So of course, I was like, what is that? I love to Google. I had I used to have a pin called just Google It. <laughs> Um, So, of course, I looked it up, looked up my chart, got really curious because it told me I was a manifesto part of like eight to 10 percent, and that just made me feel really special. Um, Yeah, that that was in December 2019, and so booked a reading within a month. I was just like, no question, I need someone to read this chart to me. It took about three months for that information to like sink in in the background. Like I would just tell these people, hey, I'm a manifester. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Well, like that's all I knew.
0: (laughs) That's the general rule. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Um, And then I came across Eden Carpenter. I think it was in April 2020. And that um, got me into the world of learning human design and gene keys at the same time. So yeah, I've been uh, enrolled in so many courses. Of course, I never finished them all. I just need to get what I need to get from, from you know, courses. And uh, I, I had started the certification and then didn't complete it, which is like so typical. Um, during that entire journey, I was just learning about myself. Like, oh yeah, I, I initiate, I get what I need to, and then I move on quickly. And that's enough for me, because I don't need to know everything. Um, and then this, this year, uh, so it's been about a year and a half now, like really in my experiment, definitely slowed down. Now I don't study a lot of things. It's more just understanding what it means, what I've learned, um, and really just living it, just experiencing it and experimenting. Um, so it's, it's like no longer like oh what is my spleen saying (laughs) is it saying yes or no like it's not even about that it's like okay cool let's let's just try this maybe it's saying this let me go try it oh that didn't work oh now I can you know like that's how I was learning so it was not about trying to get it right but just like learning to listen to myself to listen to um, the voices that come through like differentiating between intuition and ego and other people's voices, the conditioning that we receive, all of this stuff is always happening at the same time. So whenever people are like trying to separate like the undefined solar plexus with the undefined Ajahn, I was like, all of this is happening at the same time. So there it's multiple factors. So um, I'm very happy that I discovered the system and that I learned Early on, not like, of course I was like super obsessed, wanted to do all the readings, wanted to be a reader, like all that, but I learned quickly. (laughs) Like, okay, (laughs) I don't want this anymore. I did readings for like a month and I'm like, nope, not gonna offer them again.
0: (laughs) So yeah, it's it's been a,
1: (laughs) it's been very interesting and enlightening experience. I will say to sum it up that it just gave me language for a lot of what I was feeling and experiencing.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I feel exactly the same way. Um, On the whole course completion thing, that's such an interesting point to bring up. Obviously, uh, I I have known Eden Carpenter for uh, several years now. She's a beautiful soul. We recently did a podcast episode with her um, and you and I connected through Eden mm-hmm. and a mutual yes. contact. And then uh, were, I think, two of only three manifestors in her certification, in the first round of her certification. There was the two of us and uh, Catherine McCollum. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's also an ego <laughs> Um And I found it so actually really expansive for me to witness you throughout that program doing exactly what you said, right? Like having no agenda of needing to complete anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, particularly, I mean, it's widespread, right? It's across like all courses, all programs online. There's this expectation of finish it, finish it, finish it, finish it. Otherwise you're not going to be successful. If you can't be consistent in completing this course, that's going to give you all of the answers, then how are you ever going to succeed anywhere else in business? But particularly when we get into higher investment, whether it's higher money investment, higher time investment, higher education investment, whatever that may be, um, or all three, there's there's a much heavier weight of well, if you invested this much in this program and in this experience, how can you not finish it, right? Isn't that a disappointment? Um, and I loved witnessing that you didn't you didn't hold on to that, you didn't feel the mm-hmm. need to hold on to <clears throat> that. And so what was I think we did? How long was like nine months or something? Certification nine months? It was a really long <laughs> I, time. I stopped I within two months, I think. <laughs> I love that. And that's something that I've been challenging myself with this year because you know you and I have a great deal of similarity in our energy, but then also some very marked differences in our energy too. And um, in particular, I'm a I'm a quad left. There's a lot about me as a manifester that is consistent, right? And it's disciplined and it's scheduled and routined and arranged and organized. And <clears throat> I felt a lot of joy in completing that whole certification as an achievement. And I loved watching that you were the complete opposite and saying, I'm just gonna be to get whatever I want. And it kind of gave me it gave me um, space to do that in other areas. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna finish that book. No, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not gonna finish that movie. I'm not even gonna finish that other course. No, I'm not. <laughs> What's
1: interesting is I'm also quad left, yes. but I, 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 I think it's interesting because I appreciate flexibility mm-hmm. there's there is I do have gate five Um, uh, my husband and my daughter do activate a lot of channels for me they're always around I also have cats so I'm always in other energy um but I realized like for I think it was years I was trying to have a morning routine and so even understanding that in my chart I'm I'm strategic I routines are good for me I did not like that <laughs> I yeah. still needed like flexibility and freedom. And so it was more, I focused more on the feeling of having peace and quiet and space. Like that became a priority for me. Time became much more valuable than money. And so I already had deeply integrated the belief that I will make money no matter what it would always float to me. And it's, I've always, um, my mom's helped me to see blessing and, the littlest thing, even just having s- siblings that love me, my husband, you know, my daughter, this space now. Um, <clears throat> so with, as I learned about human design and, you know, seeing that we appreciate peace, that, that's really what we want. And I, especially as a two line, just like I focus more on prioritizing that. So it, yes, I have access to all these courses and I can go back when the desire is there again, when the motivation is there again. Um, So I know that I have access to it. So I can always go back to the certification um, whenever I need to, if I need to, but that I'm going to prioritize my peace. I'm gonna focus on being quiet and just, just really like sitting in gratitude in that moment. So my mornings, I no longer stress about, did I get my reading in my writing in my meditating? Like I still have a very hard time meditating. I worked with my meditation teacher for nine months. And the only time we could like traditionally meditate was on the call. Like when he could get me to meditate, meditate, because he's like, she's not going to do it. (laughs) Like you can't tell me to meditate, even though I know all the benefits. I didn't want to. (laughs) Um, but I found other ways, you know, just like to find that flow, to find that ease, like just sitting and listening to music because it's all about relaxing the body. Um, I've always created the space for inspiration to come through. Uh, and so it's just really, yeah, I, I, mean, I go whatever, wherever the moment takes me, wherever my desires take me. And so I didn't get hung up on like, oh my God, quad left. I need to have a very structured routine. Mm. I am strategic but it's very intuitive. So every time, like when people ask me how I run my business, I don't know how to explain it to you. The the intuition just comes to me. I take the action because people are like, we never know when you're going to take action, but we know that (laughs) you're going to. And so I needed to trust that too. So I sit and wait patiently, not like actively waiting. I just know that it's going to come at the right time. And when the inspiration hits, I'm going to take action. So I don't need to force myself. I really focus on deconditioning the, undefined ajna and the undefined root and the uh, still working on the undefined sacral but the root was the biggest one for me because of my i I do have hormonal imbalance it's just really about slowing down and being okay with stillness um and now i don't know what we were talking about so
0: just like let them run wild <laughs> um for those for those who are un, unaware quad left means that all of those arrows that are up at the top of the chart so near the, the head and the arch they're called the variable arrows a quad left means all four of them point left a quad right would mean all four of them point right um it's not particularly common to be a, a quad left or a quad right I haven't come across many manifestors that are quad left, generally, um, they have a mixture of left and right. But uh, i I too have been through that same journey of feeling the need to have this sort of um, recognizable routine, I guess is the best way to refer to it. Like we think about routine, we think about structure, and it seems seems that it has to be this um, you know repeating, predictable, stable, consistent thing. And that was part of my like, tub of war within myself this year of, hold on, I can still have a routine. I can have this sort of expectation within myself of, uh, I'm going to have these things that I need and that I want, but I'm allowed to have them always look different. That can be, that can be fluid, it can be changing, even within that, you know, left pointing mm-hmm. structure. Um, and I get that sense of, even even now in the morning routine that I've been doing for the last few months that was so amazing at first and like so delicious, nourishing and exciting. And now I'm like, I'm kind of bored. Like, I, don't want, I don't want to do it anymore, like, I'm, I'm over it. So I think that's, that's a good point about this balance of the manifestiveness in us and more structured things, whether that's mm-hmm. structure within us or structure outside of us is that, we even approach stability with fluidity
1: yeah yeah i mean i will say i do like things a certain way so there is certain kind of i think it's like comfort um just yeah so i mean i'll stick to some of the same habits just at different times it won't be like wake up at six o'clock yeah. <laughs> you know how like they have all those books about the habits and like have one habit and then to add a new habit, like right after, I was like, no, I can't wrap my head around this. <laughs> no, I can't. No. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm just going to do it whenever I feel
0: like it. Let's, let's talk about business because I love, 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 love your perspective on business. And you and I um have a really kind of beautiful, easy relationship talking about business experience with each other even though we actually have very different businesses and very different mm-hmm. ways of approaching business so you are the creator and operator of two two businesses yeah what? um your original one was the gray muse which is enamel pins which is super duper cool mm-hmm. and was it this was it in 2021 that you created it's been a year yeah it's been a year year. november amazing (laughs) so you also have the aura market which is it's a human design business where Mm -hmm. i mean that has like changed and moved and grown with all of your creative urges which has been cool to see so you had physical products and digital products and a whole bunch of stuff but um can you tell us that journey about how how did the aura market come to be
1: so, um, I started studying human design seriously in April 2020. I think it was around June that I started getting these, these ideas. And <clears throat> I, I've been running the Gray Muse since March 2019. It's my full time business, this is where I get my primary income. And last year, kind of, um, I was still passionate about it, but then I started to get more focused on human design. Um, because it's it is hard to run two businesses to have like enough energy for both of them which means that sometimes I would just you know I I, I treated the art market as a project so like whenever I didn't have inspiration for the gray news um, I focused on the R market so I, I started getting these nudges and ignored them because it was like who am I <laughs> to create this I've only been studying this for two months <laughs> um, but I was studying like passionately i would say for the first three months like absorbing so much information which was like knowing my undefined age i was like <laughs> i was like i need to know all this to be certain let me do some reading so i can prove to people that i know this um, but it, it, it accelerated my learning and so i have taste cognition and so i sampled different ways to learn and process information and of course it was hard during that time because i was doing a lot of work physical work um, but that's how I learned. I, I put myself out there to learn it. So instead of thinking, should I do readings? I was like, no, let's commit to this, let's try it. And so I always give um, everything at least a chance so that I didn't have a regret that I didn't try it. And so I, I was like, okay, cool, let's start. Uh, let's give into this urge because it was powerful. I couldn't even sleep.
0: I was like, okay, we gotta do something about this. And <laughs> <Well>, neither <laughs> um, it just so- will leave you alone. <laughs>
1: that's when you gotta do it I was restless I was talking to Eden I don't even remember if I was talking to you about it but I trusted Eden so sharing with her and she's like you need to bring this to life so I was like cool I'm gonna invest some money in this This it's a passion project we're not gonna care about whether it makes money or not it was just like something to try for fun um so I created pins keychains because physical products is what I'm comfortable with Um, So I was creating something new and I will be honest, the keychains didn't like, I didn't make money from the keychains, I made money six months later from the Canva templates. Mm. And it was, I just, even when it wasn't clear where I was headed, I would just wait for the next step. The next step and so okay cool like we learned through the keychains a lot of people still love their keychains like they'll tell me like it's still on my key ring yeah <laughs> I have my my whole family it's has so keychains. sweet so yeah. i i did impact certain people and so i i do believe i uh inspired people to create new products within the human design community um i got to connect with a lot of people that was my four line, and. Long before I started my businesses, I was always the type where I'll just get in your inbox and be like, <laughs> just start a conversation. Other people were like, "How do you do that?" I was like, "I don't know how," and now I know why. But right. well, <laughs> like that's, that's how initiate. you found me. Yeah, you were like, "Hey,
0: you know Eden? Hello."
1: <laughs> <laughs> most people will not ignore me. They'll say yes because i have just confident. It's like I'll I'll have the intuitive hit to like message someone. I'll message and it'll just go beautifully most of the time. Um, and so, yeah, I, I started with the physical products The notepads did well, but, you know, learning about a heavier product and shipping internationally, uh, my undefined solar plexus was just like, <laughs> just unhappy with, you know, customers that couldn't afford um, paying the shipping and I couldn't cover it, you know, I had to have my own boundaries and. Um, be paid fairly for these products. And in order to ship, I mean, shipping was crazy. It was like $50 to ship one notepad internationally. Um, Some people ordered it and I appreciated that. But then I thought um, within three months, I started creating digital products. I was like, people still want this. Let me give them other options. Um, And then I waited after the notepads, <laughs> I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this brand. So we're just going to put it on hold. <laughs> I wasn't embarrassed, but you know, um, following a lot of professionals and the, you know, like coaching, branding, marketing, it can get to you. You don't even realize how much it can get to you because I, I realized I was still struggling with this question. It's like, does everyone think I'm like unprofessional? Like I can't, I don't have like a year plan or whatever. Like these are questions that I sat with for a while, but I didn't do anything about it. I didn't quit. I just figured, let me take a pause. Let me rest, let me figure out, like I would start things. And so I had to learn about myself and what habits and conditioning I was picking up from other industries, other people, more consistency being okay with being inconsistent <laughs> not responding to other people who were telling me what they wanted me to create and it's like that's not how i work um and then a beautiful thing happened in i think it was february or march of last year this is the first time i actually witnessed myself through a very powerful urge so it was a different urge when i started the yarn ER market and then um, to watch myself create the canva templates five weeks of focused energy, which I really can't focus most of the time. It's like, (laughs) if you ever watched me within an hour, I have like a million tabs open. (laughs) like I'll be doing like something every two minutes, responding to text messages, like just like trying to find a song to listen to. Like it's it's really random. And so being able to witness myself create these Canva templates for the community, I got to see my own gifts, you know, It's two line, other people call out your gifts. No, I got to witness myself through it because I was so detailed in how I wanted this to look, how, you know, what I wanted it to include. I don't know how I have the energy and focus, but five weeks of that, I created it within two weeks, uh, made five figures from just the templates, you know, made the profit back from all my physical products. And that's when it, I was just like, wow, I created this. I really created this and um, just giving myself permission to have breaks between creations and learning about needing to rest. After that, my brain was just mush. I could not create anything. People wanted me to create things. I was like, "Mm, no, (laughs) I got to (laughs) rest. I actually took a break from the gray muse too. I only had um, in the beginning of my business, I would create monthly releases, which if you understand pins, it takes five weeks for it to be produced you know, two weeks for uh, before, you know, after production, my photographer has to take photos. So I would have to plan months in advance and realizing um, by last year that that's not sustainable for me because I was doing everything. And I had, you know, a photographer helping me, but I was still doing all the posts, the emails, the packing of orders. Um, So this year really, I slowed down. I only had three releases. I had it in March, July and October. Um, so I had more energy, more time, more space just to be able to, uh, relax, to allow inspiration and not have to follow through on everything so that I could get clear on which ones to actually take action on. Um, but yeah, with the R market, I haven't created anything, I think, since the summer. I think customizable body graphs was the last thing I created, which I was super excited about. And then uh, in September, I rebundled everything, took off all the physical products because it was hard packing orders for both businesses, even with an assistant. Um, so I really was trying to simplify because I was trying out so many different things and then realizing I needed to simplify. I need to simplify my life, uh, simplify my channels where I'm creating so that it's just, I wanted more ease. I wanted more peace I, and, Everything was already validated. I think by the this is this is the first time I think two and a half years that I didn't have to worry if I was going to make money next month. Was, I was making money every month. I made profit from day one of starting my business. But it was really doing that nervous system regulation work, uh, the inner work, just slowing down. Uh, my mentor, who you know, I meditated with only on calls. <laughs> that that made a huge difference in me slowing down. Um, and then I lost my train of thought because undefined Ajna.
0: <laughs> because it's always gone. You know, I, I think that one of the areas that manifestors are, maybe this applies to everyone, but I see a lot of manifestors doing it in business. Um, is that we kind of go in with this expectation that simply because we have a creative urge and we get all excited about something and, you know, we're, we're all about it and we can do, you know, five weeks straight of focus and sitting down and getting this thing birthed, we we tend to think that that means that we don't have to experiment with any of it, right, that, that there, there's this sort of like level of um, perfection that we deem of ourselves and what I have discovered in business, much like you, is that it's very much the opposite. It's it's always like, because our urges are always untested, always completely unproven, unseen, like we have no idea whether they're going to work, let alone other people have any having any idea, right, whether they're going to work. And so there's a lot about just getting in there and just doing it, just, right, experience it as it goes and <clears throat> allowing yourself to... Adjust to course correct because there's stuff that you just don't know until you're doing it, right? Like with the notepads, what a phenomenal product. They were so cool, but oh, also, they're really heavy to ship internationally. Yeah. <laughs> and that actually doesn't work very, very well, right? And I, instead of um, kind of throwing everything away, I think that what I used to experience of myself and what I see. Of people now is that 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 creates almost this uh sense of growing failure oh my gosh if this is not perfect then it's going it's going to fail and so i'll throw it all out i'll completely get rid of it and i'll start over with something new there's there's like a shame process that goes on with that and i i love that you mentioned um that feeling of questioning how people around me Seeing me, right? Like, am I professional? Like, am I actually good enough? Am I adequate to compete at this level? Because, from the outside, even, even as a person knowing the inside workings of what's been happening for you, particularly over this year with the Aura market, it looks perfect. It looks like incredibly well put together and creative. And oh, thank you. Well oh, my gosh. So many and successful, like, you know, it looks great. It <laughs> oh, looks my great. goodness. Yeah. Thank but you. I, I have that same experience of what what does this what does this look like on the outside? Like are people seeing the mess of what's actually going on here? And um if they are, then should I hide myself away and shut this down and, and go and set myself up somewhere different doing something different? Um And if they're not seeing that mess and they're seeing me as perfect, do I then need to stay at that level in order to to constantly meet their expectations? I think it's a real dichotomy of this closed manifesto aura that we genuinely, genuinely do not see the impact. We don't, we don't see how other people are seeing and receiving our work. So it's always a surprise when someone says, Mm -hmm. wow, that was phenomenal. (laughs) <laughs> like that that changed my world and we go really it? <laughs> it's it's almost childlike right i think we, we should have mm-hmm. ignorance about that
1: experience yeah i think what helps me is uh i have a reflector daughter mm-hmm. and she's quad right mm-hmm. and so i learn a lot from her as well just you know spontaneity and like being surprised and delighted um So this year has been hard emotionally, but I think what was happening was I was in the midst of that transformation. I call it the restructuring where things are changing. You don't really have the words for it until the integration truly happens. And so, yeah, while I was having all these questions about whether any of this is making sense, the whatever moves I'm making or whenever I was resting, or trying to rest <laughs> <laughs> Let's see wink, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's finally just I think it finally integrated within the last month because it's I just feel much more unapologetic like I don't need to explain myself I don't need to check in what everyone else is doing what they're thinking what they're feeling it's really just keep coming back to my center how do I feel how do I feel do I trust myself um and so much has changed there's so many synchronicities so many um just I just get so many things coming to me like I don't want to call them signs, but just like answers from the universe, just things that I sometimes sit down and like, wow, like this is exactly what I wanted and it's showing up. Like I've always just wanted my husband just to trust me because I'm the one running the business. And so I'm the breadwinner. I'm the one taking care of everything and I want to be left alone (laughs) and I don't want to have to explain anything. And so shifting into that, has been a very hard journey because it's like, how do you say that kindly,
0: <laughs> leave me alone, <laughs> let me do whatever. I love all. you and leave me alone, <laughs> because, yes.
1: Yeah, because I a lot of what came up for me was communication stuff, my voice, my, my throat chakra, just really, I felt like I didn't have a voice this year, even though I was sharing things, but I was still hiding so much of myself. And now it's, I'm still in that midst of that transformation. People feel it. People feel something's coming. I've felt it since March. It's just like you don't know when it's going to happen. It always feels like, oh, it's going to happen like within a week or a month. No, sometimes it happens like with, after a year. <laughs> like, right. Because transformation is hard. Like you still have to be that human that goes through those emotions, through that anger, through frustration, through almost losing relationships to choosing differently. And so, yeah, I just feel like I have, it's, it finally makes sense that I can choose things. I can choose the way I see things, choose the way I run my business. And this is the most fun I'm having in my business, the most calm I've been, uh, no longer panicking about, I need to get the orders out. That was like such an undefined root response. Like. <laughs> My first two years in business, I got to get the orders out. Everyone's going to hate me. And no, I was like, everyone understands my customers love me. Uh, and most of the reviews are like, I got this order so fast. So it's like so amazing to see that reflected back. But yeah, I just, I I love not knowing because I'm. it gets me excited about the adventure um one of my old mentors reached out asking if I she wanted to hold me for next year like and I I was it took me a while to respond to her even though I'm splenic and I was like because I didn't need her Mm -hmm. but I'm open to the adventure and I said sure why not (laughs) because I know that something could open up and so I can make those choices. And when you were talking about failure, like that's not even in my dictionary anymore because either it's gonna work out or I'm gonna discover what doesn't work and then figure out a way that does. Like, I just, yeah, I can never fail. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think that, I mean, gosh, there's so much to unwrap there, but I think that that conversation about what is the journey for, you know, say success and failure as a manifesto, particularly in the structure of business, when we're trying to take our creative urges and that unpredictability, right, of all of that stuff coming through and put it into something structured like business, that at some point in time forces us to really review our ideas about success and failure. Um, It forces us, I think, to redefine those and to understand them for, in my perspective, I understand them for the truth of what those experiences mm-hmm. actually are rather than this very, um, very like external online business industry, coaching industry kind of definition of, of success and failure. I'm really curious about your journey, particularly throughout this year of um, looking at your your expectations of your own business success through different, through different lenses. What was that journey like?
1: First, I had to release this need for, you know, like these multiple five figure or even six figure months, because ultimately it comes down to, you know, do you have the the freedom and the space that you need? Yeah. You know, like I had, I had, I have <laughs> the freedom, the space, the quiet, um, I was looking at how much I was making, what was working and, you know, strategies do have a place. We're not just like <laughs> doing whatever we feel like and it's all intuition. It 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 is part of it, but also looking at what actually works in business. And so yeah. I'm always learning. I'm um, and it's probably the two line things where I just kind of observe other people and pick up on things and then try it. So I'm always just like I just hired someone for Instagram even though I know how to use Instagram but I was like oh I just want a fresh perspective I want to see what other people are doing so I can learn to because I never want to get stagnant uh, but this was the first year where I, where I said like I simplified I focused on what was working keep doing that and just really learning to trust myself and still having some flexibility to try new things to pay attention to opportunities that would open up. Some didn't work out, some did work out. I was always just learning. Um, And I think that's uh, every business person needs to have that, to be open-minded, to be willing to see, well, this was not working, Uh, this is the result I want. How can we find a different way for it to work? Like strategies do have a place you can ask for support. you don't have to do it alone. Um, but I think the strongest thing for me was really having the belief that my ideas are good. <laughs> if I, you know, I create everything for myself um, and then there are people out there who want that as well and just really trusting that. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I think that there's a lesson to in um, having a surrender to and a trust in the inconsistency of it, you know, I think a lot of the narrative that we get Especially from from you know business coaches online, but I do think it's leading very much into kind of this spiritual coaching, spiritual teaching space. Mm-hmm. Um, Is about consistency, right? If I honestly, if I see one more Instagram post or like Facebook post about consistency being the key to success, I'm gonna <laughs> scream. Like it's just, it's not consistency. <clears throat> not the key to success. I think consistency is an amazing tool for those who have the energetic ability to be consistent, right, but um, I had to unlearn that. I had to release consistency in order to actually experience success and in that journey that came with a really deep lesson about surrendering to the faith of that process, right, that we don't know, as you've mentioned, you have no idea when the next idea or urge is coming. But mm-hmm. sometimes we get a sense, right? We get that inkling, and that could it could be months before we actually get the fully formed thing if that needs to be birthed. Um, and when we try to apply that to this idea of consistency in business, right that oh I first I get you know five thousand dollars a month and then ten thousand dollars a month and then you know thirty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Right. right, we have this, we have this uh, idea set down upon us. I think that that is the methodology of what business success looks like. That you know, you grow each month, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But that that's really at odds with how a manifesto works in business. And so, a lot of you know the questions that I get from manifestors in business is like, yeah, but. How do I? how do I do that? <laughs> like, how do I make money, like, in my rest cycles? And, you know, how do I sustain things in between urges? And how do I know that what I'm going to create is actually going to give me the money that I need until the next thing comes through? And mm-hmm. um, in my experience, that's where strategy really becomes beautiful, right? Because yeah. strategy is that support structure that can pull things together without yeah. you having to be there, actively creating all the time. But yeah, I do, I do think that there's definitely a space for, for manifestors and probably for all non-sake I would say, over the coming years um, to really release themselves from this idea of consistency in business creates success that looks like this. Yeah,
1: I mean, a couple of things are coming through. For me, I would first say that, yep, lost it. the <laughs>
0: <laughs> spleen. spleen.
1: <laughs> Give me a moment. It's okay. um, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, initially I, I wanted to say that I don't have the answers and I'll never pretend to have the answers. In fact, I'm working on my first business course now, which I'm so happy to have support with because someone helped me strategize it because... I do struggle with organization. Sometimes I have someone editing it and then creating workbooks for me. But um, what I'm going to be sharing in this is, yes, I've learned that what people want from me is to share my experience because it's inspiring and it somehow activates them to start asking these questions for themselves. And then I share some of the strategies that I've learned that other people try. There are things that I know that work and I just refuse to do them like video reels, TikToks, like that's just not for me. And so that's okay. You can find a way that works for you. So this course is going to show people what's out there, what I see, my perspective, what I've learned. And then you learning to listen to yourself. And so you don't need a full plan Um, but you can start to pay attention to what's not working what don't you like what what do you actually want and then wait for those answers to come through sometimes you don't want to admit to it you don't want to say it out loud but that's where you start no one can tell you these things no one can tell you like hey this is the strategy for instagram And then you go do it and then you're successful if you're not even asking, if you're not sitting with yourself and asking these questions. I mean, for me, what birthed my business was I was frustrated working for other people. Mm -hmm. I had gotten to that point where it's like, I can't do this anymore. I still applied for jobs while I started my business. Like we can't, you know, ignore the fact that our basic needs to be met, needs have to be met. And so it's it's really not about getting from A to Z right away, but taking certain steps towards that direction, to creating that freedom, to creating that peace, to building that self-trust. It took me (laughs) two and a half years to realize deep down, my products are amazing and (laughs) people love them. And so I'm gonna keep creating it. So it's like, during the time while I was creating this and making money, I had to sit with myself, keep asking, why am I not happy? Why do I want more? It's like, you know, really just seeing the patterns, like for me, I learned by patterns by seeing the same thing happen over and over. And then I get frustrated as like, I do not want this anymore. What do I want? And then really focusing on that and then practicing that. So it does take time. It's not like we're gonna decondition the undefined route today. <laughs> it, you don't know what that journey is gonna look like. You don't know what's going to trigger you, what's gonna set you off. Like, you know, I still get triggered, I'm still human. Things still show up for me it's I think people are I need to ask better questions so that that it leads them to taking certain actions or just having insights that are helpful for them that are not demeaning that are not putting them down that are not making them feel like that they don't know what they're doing with their life you know it's it's really learning to trust yourself by sitting with yourself and seeing what's going on, what's not working. Um because that's what I do every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so agree. It's so agree. So 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 agree. Can we talk about staffing? I know that um staffing is something that you you've gone through a bit this year and trying to like work out what's my foundation, what do I expect, what's it like to work with other people, right? Like how do I hire them? How do I find the people that I really need. Can you can you talk us through what what that staffing adventure has been like for you?
1: Um, I get to that point of hiring people when I realize I don't want to do something anymore. Mm. When I'm at the verge of like breakdowns and tears. <laughs> so nine months into my business of the Gray Muse, I didn't want to take photographs anymore because I hated editing and trying to get the light um, right. And so. I just started searching so you know I tried out several people and just kept getting clarity with each person I didn't like that (laughs) or I didn't like that style oh I didn't communicate properly you know like I didn't tell them what I wanted it was initially it would be like I just need some photos (laughs) and then so it was just like me learning how to inform me learning what I wanted um uh, went through a few trials and errors and then when i saw potential then i ha- i actually learned that i help people expand so i i initiate people into projects and then their businesses blow up um so that's how i found uh some of the people that work with me and if they can stand how i am <laughs> it's like when I, they'll never know when i have an idea when i need them when i need a project and then we just we just learn how to be um flexible with each other you know just I just need you to inform just let me know dates and I'm I'm cool I'm not committed to having uh strict deadlines or anything like that so it's it's been really beautiful I've been working with my photographer for two years um since last year I've been trying out different VAs and I think a lot of that was conditioning from the coaching world like oh you need to outsource all the things there are certain things I do like to do in business, and then certain things I needed to uh, had to learn that I was doing because I thought I should. And so, really simplifying or focusing on needle movers in my business that that became an adventure for me <laughs> to realize that I didn't really need to send out newsletters consistently. <laughs> um, and Instagram, I just post whenever I feel like it. So. I've looked for people and it's just, it just never, it, it really needs to make my heart sing. <laughs> Whenever I find someone, I just manifested uh, an amazing assistant for the R market, but I went to several people. I have undefined solar plexus, recovering people pleaser, really want people to like me. But like I said, this year is I really kept asking myself, what do I want? defined ego what do i want and so really had to um work on the shadows around the defined ego that i was too much for wanting what i wanted Mm. and i had i really i I was (laughs) just started falling in love with my desires i was like this is what i want this is what i want to create and is this person going to support that um but it taught me how to communicate better how to get clear to let people know this was a trial, or we're gonna, I, you know, get asked a lot of questions to make sure it's a good fit, or just waiting until that person comes along. And she did it, it, it took a month. And I put the R market on hold, I said, you know, if time is an illusion, then it doesn't matter when I release these projects, it's going to be the right time and so i surrendered to that i i didn't have to rush or feel forced to complete these things i have so many projects just sitting there since like may <laughs> because I i couldn't complete them and i had to wait for the right person to come along but it took all these months to get clear on what i wanted from this person and so every conversation i would have with people was like oh i'm looking for an assistant this is what i want and then they would try to either connect me with someone or even themselves. And I would just know like, no, this is no, <laughs> this is not a good fit. And then this, this beautiful lady responded to one of my, new, I, I don't know if you were on my newsletter list, but I had sent an email, something told me to just email. And at the bottom I wrote PS, <laughs> looking for someone <laughs> to do content creation. And then she sent a separate email responding to that, but it was like so beautifully written. And then I, of course, Googled her, looked up her Instagram, because that's what I do. <laughs> uh, read all her posts, went through like everything on her page, checked out her website. Then I responded. Then I asked her the questions. I was like, okay, this is, these are the things I'm looking for. How do you feel about all this? And as a generator, her sacral lit up. She was so excited. And the number thing I wanted was, I need someone who's obsessed with my brand this is not just another job for you because we're going to grow this together. So yeah, I I couldn't sleep that week. So I knew that (laughs) she was probably the right fit. Um, So yeah, I, I, I've just gotten more and more like trusting with the process and taking my time. So one of the things I had picked up about the, the spleen was that Yes, sometimes you get the answer instantly, but you don't need to act upon it instantly. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's what's worked for me is that I can sit with that for a week, two weeks, three weeks. Don't need to act on it because I'm never going to lose the moment. I'm never going to lose the opportunity if it's for me. And so, like I said before, (laughs) prioritize my peace, quiet space. And when it feels right, I'll take action.
0: Mm, you know, yes, that has absolutely been my journey of growth with the spleen too. You know, both of us being splenic authorities, is that yes, the the ping, the, you know, the mysterious sense, feeling, intuitive insight comes in the moment, but that doesn't require action immediately. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I reached a point where I got really tired of that sort of fear based, like scarcity sense of, well, as soon as my spleen speaks, then I've got to go. i gotta, I got to drop everything. Otherwise, whatever it's telling me is not going to work. It's not going to come to fruition. It's, you know, not going not to succeed um, until I realized no, no, it, it doesn't go anywhere. It does, it's not disappearing. It's just giving me the insight in the moment that I'm listening and then I can take my time, right? I think that there's there's equally as much insight that comes from the spleen about um, when it's time to take action, right? As there is about, you know, a yes or no direction on something. There is still, you know, I have a major urge from three months ago that my spleen said yes to, and I'm still like, no, not the right time. <laughs> Not, don't I know when I'm, it's gonna be i don't know it'll it'll be
1: what it'll be right yeah i think we're all still just learning about what works for us it's it's really you know even the information that you learn from human design from the textbooks you have to experiment with it for yourself what does it mean for you because you're so different we're all different even as manifestors what does that look like for you you know how they say even twins have the exact same t- design, but different experiences, different essence. And so that's the same for all of us. It's like consistency is gonna look different for all of us, ease, peace, flow. We're gonna prioritize different things based on our design, the energies, our intentions, um, our desires. Um, But I I wanted to add to having that creative urge. So I got the next creative urge. But because I've been taking my time with things, even when I have the answer, um, because I, I, you know, really grew into the belief that I can take my time and I'm not going to miss the moment or the opportunity. It's um, really slowing down. It's great for my hormones, for my body. And so we're not going to try to rush anything because that's what that's a conditioning of the, the world, <laughs> let's hurry, yeah. let's wrap things up, let's complete it. And I'm here to really immerse myself in my experiences, my experiments, my journey, My the journey for me is more important than the destination. And so while I like completing things, I want to be really into every part of what I create now, because my focus has been on just creating that. So I just want to create beautiful things that is available as a sticker and a pin. (laughs) Um, And I want to be able to honor that and that part of me. So I am working on the second Canva templates and realizing I didn't need to complete it. So I'm going to wait for the right people to come along to support me in completing it. And I'm still not going to rush it for asking me for it. I, I can't rush it. Because I have to wait for the clarity, I have to wait for the motivation, the desire, um, the focus, and so it's it's just really great to witness myself doing things differently this time.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that. That um, what is it? It's not a lesson. I think it's a truth. I think it's coming home to a truth about time. Time is not real time does not exist in in the way that we have been using it to exist. Um, I think that that truth is really starting to take shape in the collective. Um, And my sense is that in 2022, I mean, we're recording this at the end of 2021, but at the time of release for this episode, it'll, it'll be 2022. I think that that's going to be a really pivotal change in 2022, this release of the rush just the hurry mm-hmm. to to start things, to finish things, to experience things, to, you know, just to to experience life, right? It's kind of at this frenetic pace. Um, and I, like all things, I, I genuinely believe that that manifestors are the ones that will experience that first. I think that we're mm-hmm. the ones who are getting the inkling of that. I'd probably even argue that it's maybe even splenic manifestors that are getting (laughs) the hits on that first, right? (laughs) Because we're kind of the weird ones, right? We're we're the very like, I don't really fully understand what this means, but I'm just letting it it come through and letting it be what it is. So I'm really excited to see that take shape. And I'm really excited too about um, just the way that we can change the narrative right? The way that we can change this experience of business, yes, but also change the experience and narrative around creating, around existing, around just being. You know, you've mentioned a couple of times really awesomely that, you know, like people make requests of you. They they want you to create things. They want you to create things in particular ways or in particular timelines because they get excited about it and you say no. Right, And that's, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same for me. We have a very firm boundary around that. I don't take requests for content. I don't take requests for products. I don't, <laughs> I don't take requests for anything because there's um, there needs to be a sanctity in our separation from stuff to say, I, I need to be quiet. I need to be separate from the rest of you, even though that looks like I'm potentially passing opportunities that could earn me money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust that by being separate, it kind of in this sovereignty, that then I can hear what's correct for me to hear, right? And, and I think that that in and of itself slows things down in a really phenomenal way. Um, I'm curious yeah. about like what, I'm, I'm trying to think of like how to work this, like <laughs> spleen, spleen talking. Um, what is your, what's your sense for 2022 for the coming year I mean it's I don't really want to ask like what's your advice or what's your tip but like what do you what do you feel is coming what do you feel like people I guess particularly manifest in business need to know I mean
1: this is an interesting question because I stopped paying attention to what everyone else is doing <laughs> so I don't I don't even know what's up with you and I love you and I think that's the permission, I think that's the permission that all manifestors need to give themselves is really to tune other people out because that's how you're going to hear yourself. Um, I still connect with people every now and then, but I'm very more intentional, like so much more intentional about what I'm consuming and paying attention to how that's impacting me whenever things shift me out of like uh, different feelings. But I, at least for me and the people in my circle, I do realize that they're becoming more conscious of their energy and the energy exchanges that they have. And while I'm a manifester, I have a lot of projector channels. And so even being mindful of invitations or opportunities that I I don't need to take all of them. And I think that's, most people are shifting into that is that they don't need to chase Mm. that they can receive, they can open up to allow for great opportunities, and that not everyone's going to be aligned with your vision, with your energy. Um, The people that I had working on my course (laughs) were, of course, impacted by it. They're just like, oh, this is making me rethink how I show up in business. Uh, So I, I think it's impacting not just manifestors, but Oh, even, yeah, other non-state girls too, um excuse my language, but it's a, a lot of people shifting into like, fuck that, yeah. <laughs> just fuck it. Like I'm going right. to do what yeah. feels good for me, what feels right for me, because that's a, a language that they can't understand. They don't need to know human design to feel, to know what feels right, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we're all moving towards that. Just what feels right for me, for my business, what people feel right for me. I'm gonna allow that and kind of tune everything else out. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. If I can be aligned at an individual level, then we can serve at a collective level. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm excited for. I think that's going to be really <laughs> cool, especially after 2020 and
1: 2021. <laughs> done, yeah. Done. Yeah. Done with those companies. <laughs> 2020 was really great for me, and then 2021. I guess it's it's really just how you look at it. Like emotionally, yeah. it was hard. But it was so necessary to go through this, like, it, I think it's going to be a year that I'm going to remember forever because it shifted so much for me. And so in that sense, it depends on the lens that you look at things that everything is happening for you, for Excellent. your growth, for your journey. And I needed to be able to go through that because of what I was, asking for I said I needed space I needed quiet time okay cool let's send you a flood let's
0: let's get rid of all your friends a
1: literal flood yes (laughs) let's get rid of all the people that were distracting you with useless invitations or whatever like um yeah so I've just been able to turn more inward without feeling guilty without feeling shame without feeling like I'm not a team player or whatever the conditioning is that, you know, we need to be on top of it and like connect with everyone and respond to everyone. It's like, no, I don't need to do all that. I really just protect my energy. Mm. So beautiful, so true. So I don't even know if I'm answering all <laughs> your questions. It's like whatever the, the 2057, like whatever comes through, it just comes through. <laughs> it
0: just comes out. It just, it's on its way. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um if people have not come across you before where where is it best to find you and and if you have any idea around the end of january is there anything that you'll be doing that people might want to book in with
1: so i i just onboarded my new assistant last week she's already like on top of it like helping me complete my project so i think january is going to be pretty epic for me because i have a lot of new products for the great news I'm already expanding my business um and I'm think I I think I'll have new digital products and the second Canva templates for the R market ready in January for sure um and I don't know what else is going to come through in the next month (laughs) I'll probably take really quick action on it but yeah i'm really really excited for january it's going to be every and then my course is being released in january as well so how to build a profitable it's focused on products but i think it's just i'm putting everything in there i need everything from energy mindset all kinds of products just really everything you need to know where to start um yeah, so I'll be doing a lot of things in January. <laughs> so I think that all that resting really, really paid off.
0: <laughs> it, does, it does, right? You gotta do the rest to like get the action on the other side. So at the time of release of this episode, <laughs> go and go and find Ravina. So all of all of the stuff will be linked in the show notes, but you can find her um on Instagram at the Grey News or at the Aura Market. And I mean, I I I love your stuff. I mean, I love your creations equally as much as I love you. i have always enamored with, with whatever comes through from you. I, it's very, um, you know, a 4-6 observing, a 2-4, kind of this like natural creativity and natural like conceptual stuff that you can create. is really amazing and kind of just shattering to me. I'm like, How did she do that? <laughs> that's amazing explain. <laughs> I just <laughs> do. <can't>. Definitely part, <laughs> right? Um but of course I I I'm I'm genuinely excited about you know doing doing another year, right? In in connection with you and um sharing our journeys together and really witnessing what your business does. So for anybody else listening, for the many, many people that listen, go and check it out. I mean, even just just for observation. thank you so much phenomenal to watch so thank you for being here on this podcast it's been just delightful to talk to you oh
1: thank you so much holly i had such a good time and hopefully people took away what they needed to (laughs)
0: love it thank you rubina Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life.